0: Outdoor Edge in their complete lineup of knives and game processing kits. These guys right now are doing an absolutely huge giveaway where you could win an elk hunt. And not just any elk hunt. We're talking about a 7 or 8 mile horseback ride into the backcountry. We're talking a one-on-one guided hunt. Enter the discount code NATION30. That's the word NATION with the number 30 after that. No spaces. NATION30. And you will receive 30% off your purchase. This is the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. Brought to you by Vortex Optics. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Monday and welcome back to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and I am a white tailed dirtbag. I have been literally thinking about hunting all the time now. It is the Sunday, September 13th, the day that I'm recording this. And last night, man, I think I spent an hour after I laid in bed just zoning out on google maps for excuse google maps and uh or google earth and what's the other one onyx those two uh apps and maps or whatever and was just like really into the top of the lines looking for anything whether it was for my michigan hunt or my south dakota hunt just really getting into the details of the topography of those hunts and uh, i am excited to get on the road and start doing some hunting and uh, last night, no, yeah, Saturday night. No, it was Sunday night. Yeah, no, it was Saturday night. I had what I like to call a confidence session on the range, and uh, I have a couple targets in my backyard, and I figured it out. Uh, I was shooting real shitty, and like it's one of those things where you should know. You've been shooting archery as long as as I have. You should never have these brain farts but i had a little bit of a brain fart and uh i figured it out and the problem got fixed and plinko 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 i was nailing them at 60 and that's probably about the the furthest that i will shoot in any scenario out west even and uh so i uh i got the old bags the targets uh I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I'm just so fricking jacked up about, uh, about hunting. And I'm going to warn everybody a little bit on two, two things about this upcoming podcast. One man, the internet towards the end was fading in and out. So Bob's conversation with me might be a little patchy. So I apologize up front, uh, for that. And, um, at the very beginning of this episode, I sound a little bit like a douchebag. Not a big one, but a little one. So I apologize if I come off as a whiner or a complainer or a douchebag, but I am sorry. Everybody has their weak moments, and I guess that was one of them. (laughs) But uh, uh, today, me and Bob really get into, basically, it's cold fronts, weather patterns, and precipitation. And it's just a BS session about my points of view and his points of view on how deer move during weather patterns on specific time of year, whether a cold front comes through in September, does it bring precipitation? Does it not? Uh, Does the cold front bring snow? All these different things we talk about in just this straight up BS session. Now, I always like to throw warnings at the beginning of episodes like this, because again, these are my points of view. And my points of view are backed up with my experiences. So I know guys out there who maybe are just huge cold front hunters in early October. Me, I'm I'm really not that much of a cold front hunter in early October. But cold fronts, obviously, if they bring precipitation, are a completely new. That, that changes the game for me. I'm a huge fan, whether it's. It's a cold front or a warm front or whatever it's doing uh, during the hunting season. If it rains a lot, I'm a huge fan of that, and that's what we talk about today. And we we BS about you know some other things as well. But um, awesome episode today. And if you guys haven't checked out an Ozonics yet, guys, you need to check out Ozonics. Man, they just upgraded their dry wash bag from like the small one I think it's they're both still available but now they have the locker I think it's called the locker and it holds a ton more clothes and I can't wait to get mine because I dry wash or run an ozone cycle through my hunting clothes after every single hunt and it just prevents me from having to wash clothes all the time during the hunting season and I feel fresh like I feel scent free walking into the timber knowing that that my clothes are scent free and you know if my clothes are scent free well I've brushed my teeth I've taken care of my hygiene I've done my scent free uh, shower I'm scent free so there's times where I don't want to say invisible but you feel invisible uh, kind of walking into the woods. And I, I love that feeling. Again, it's all about confidence. So if you want to find out more information about Ozonics, go to OzonicsHunting.com. And still the same discount code as before, NFC19. And that is if you buy a unit, you get a free dry wash bag. So NFC19, get a free dry wash bag with the purchase of your unit, now it's time for me to stop talking and then it's now time for me to start talking if that makes sense. So I'm going to stop talking now. I'm going to start talking in about two seconds. Enjoy happy Monday and we'll talk to you next time. All right. We're trying this for the 18th time.
1: <laughs>
0: Dude, I, I'm telling you right now, I got so many devices drawing from wifi in my house. I don't even know how I can record an episode through Skype. Right. I had like, The Alexa was on like two iPads, two laptops, two Roku's. Uh actually three Roku's were all on different things and nobody's even watching the TVs. They're just on. And uh so I went full blown dad mode, you know, where you get mad and you yell at shit that probably didn't even make sense. My wife's looking at me weird, like, Are you having a stroke? And my kids were like, Oh, dad's mad again (laughs) just like (laughs) Bob Polanik, how are you my friend doing I'm doing
1: pretty good (laughs) doing very good good (laughs) Uh, this is this is too good that's a hell of a way to start
0: I know literally Uh, we were supposed to start recording like 25 minutes ago and finally uh, you know whatever Here we are, and we're going to talk about stuff today. (laughs) But you mentioned you were excited. Why are you excited? I know the answer, but tell everybody else.
1: Right. So I'm very excited because uh, in about three hours, I will be headed west to go elk hunting for the next three weeks.
0: (sighs) Three weeks, dude. Three weeks to get away from reality. Uh, I want that. Do you have room in like a tote for me? Uh, I got a passenger seat wide open A passenger seat Who's all going with you? I'm
1: driving out there by myself And I'm just, my buddy uh, I got a buddy that lives in Montana Okay And him and I are going to hunt for about a week Okay And And then, um, my wife, my wife flies out uh, September 20th And then her and I will hunt for like Eight or nine days in Idaho
0: Okay, so so yep. Montana for a week and then Idaho for two weeks.
1: Kind of, yeah. They're both like eight or nine okay. day trips. And I got, you know, two days of travel on the front side and two days of travel on the back side. Man, so.
0: you lucky duck. I want to like, any of those states over the counter? Idaho is, no, is Idaho over the counter anymore?
1: Uh, it is. That's, I would imagine it's going to go away soon. Um, they sold out. Yeah, it's over-the-counter, first-come, 1st first serve, and there's an allotted amount of tags. I, it's like 15,000 tags. Normally, you can buy tags all the way, like, into August. This year, they sold out in
0: June. Okay. So, so, where where's your first stop on your travel today? Like, are you stopping halfway to sleep somewhere?
1: Yeah, I'm actually, I got a buddy that lives, so I live in northern Michigan. I got a buddy that lives in southern Michigan, and I'm just going to jet down to his house and crash there and then i'll get up at uh i'll get up i don't know 3 30, 4 in the morning something like that that way i can get through chicago before uh it gets crazy yeah and then uh yeah i'll get i'll get somewhere i don't know uh western south dakota or something like that and uh call it a night at some point tomorrow night i gotcha so.
0: well uh, if you see a crazy guy holding a sign that says Bob Polanik, pick me up on the Interstate eighty three uh, three eighty exchange. Uh, that's me. Just, uh, just, it's just gonna gotcha. say Bob Polanik. I want to go elk hunting with you. Just pull over. That's just me.
1: Gotcha. Okay. I'm not gonna. You'll have to jump in. Cause I'm you're not, not stopping. Gonna, I'm not gonna stop. <laughs> I'll, I'll slow it down about five miles an, hour, an so, hour so you can jump in.
0: So I got to ride 10 hours to your the next crabby. stop in the bed of your truck.
1: Uh, passenger seat, man. Oh, passenger seat. I'll kick seats. that passenger seat open for you. Okay,
0: all right. Yep. So you'll slow down yep. enough for me to get into the actual vehicle. Absolutely. Okay,
1: all right. What's the least I can do.
0: I got you, all right. Well, man, I'm jacked for you. I'm jacked for my upcoming South Dakota mule deer hunt, but we're going to talk about all, you know, when you when you get back from your elk hunt, we'll have an elk hunting recap and, and I'm going to have like a pre and post hunt uh podcast on my South Dakota mule deer hunt, but I want to talk a little bit about weather uh and weather patterns and just kind of a shoot from the hip episode about conditions, like deer hunting conditions and uh the the reason that uh I want to talk about this today was because we all know that there's some people on Instagram who are in the world of influencing, right? We, we want to call them influencers. And I, I'm, you know, this guy, he's giving some advice about hunting cold fronts. And it's September, right? And this guy's going, dude, gotta get in the woods, man. Gotta get in the woods. It's September. Deer are gonna be going crazy. You know, if you live in the Midwest, you gotta get in it. You know, like, okay, if in fact, you do have a state that opens up on what it like September one or September 15th or wherever. Yes, a cold front may like it it may get a deer on their feet just a little bit more. But I want to know what your thoughts are because I was just like, dude, no. Like I disagreed with with him because it's September and even into early October, like a cold front doesn't necessarily mean too terribly much I mean if you if you can only hunt certain days a week and you want to try to time that up with a cold front, yeah I mean it's probably in your best interest but I wouldn't be taking off work early October late September to use your PTO to try to you know hunt a buck on a cold front coming in that time of year when there's no other there's no other reasons for them to get up if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. I I would agree with you, man. I don't September. Of course, I've never really whitetail hunted in September, but I don't know. I think that I think you'd be better off spending a an evening. I don't know, doing some long distance scouting. Yeah, and seeing if it's worth it before you go in there. And I don't know. It's all coming from guys that don't hunt white in September, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I I agree. I, I'm not I'm not taking. And I'm not taking vacation days in September to go whitetail hunting. Yeah. So,
0: so I will agree with, you know, that comment where, you know, let, let's just say you have you have seven days to hunt, right, and you can get off work whenever you want, right, uh, and a cold front comes through, right, and and you decide you're gonna out of all those days, yes, it is probably best to hunt that cold front. But if you have to choose between early, late September, early October to hunt that cold front, and the potential of, you know, saving that until mid to late October when the the scent is in the air, if you know what I mean, yep, I just yep. feel like cold fronts from the fifteenth of October and earlier are a little bit overrated, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, I, I've never. I have not really had any early season cold fronts, uh, pan out to any sort of success or really any like great encounters. I know, I know a couple people that have, but now you're talking, I don't know, the, the odds are just much lower,
0: right? Much lower. Right. Now here's what I will say, right? And we can, we can put an asterisk on anything that we ever say about deer, right? Because I can express an opinion and give you an example of why I have that opinion. Someone else can have the opposite in opinion and give an experience that backs that opinion up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just feel like I just feel like cold fronts, especially if they don't come with any type of rain or per, uh, precipitation, are early season a little bit overrated, you know, especially if you're hunting big timber or if you're hunting uh, wide open or whatever, right? Um, let's just say you have a highly managed property and you have food plots and there's little to no pressure or the deer are conditioned to whatever it is that you're doing out there. Yes. Maybe a, a cold front will help you on that. But if you're like me and you work in, and, uh, You hunt on an A, an active farm, or B, uh, public, or C, uh, uh, you know, like a smaller chunk of private that has a lot of activity on it. I mean, my trail cameras, number one, trail cameras don't lie. And through my experience, again, asterisks after that, show that even on some of the farms that I hunt, These big deer are not showing up, and we're talking about evening hunts here. Are not showing up until after daylight is gone. Like daylight's gone, like well past daylight this time of year. And I'm I'm getting three year olds, I'm getting two year olds. You know, some spikes running back and forth in daylight, but the deer that I'm trying to target are smarter than that, and they they are just so chill that they. They're, it's like they're in no rush to get anywhere this time of year.
1: Right. I agree. And I mean, we, uh, we just had a huge cold front to like, to kind of go off what you're saying. Yeah. We just had a huge cold front hit in Michigan. And well, I think the whole country just had a cold front. Right. And uh, I've got cell cameras out and they're on food plots and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. One day uh, I think the day before the the cold front hit, there was a lot of activity, but the last two days, the, there hasn't been much anything going on in, in the way of mature bucks. There's been yeah. does and fawns feeding out there, but that's about it. So, And then uh, the other thing that I think you can help gauge it is when October does roll around, okay, you, and you're going to see a big uptick on social media of people that have killed mature bucks. Yes. Now, you take that cold front and you put it to October 25th, you could probably triple the amount of yeah. dead deer that you're going to see on social media.
0: Yeah. So, and at the same time,
1: that's a as weird as, as go ahead.
0: Uh, no, no. Uh, I was just going to say, and at the same time, social media is only a small sliver of what is actually happening throughout the, 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 the United States when it comes to deer hunting, because, you are choosing to follow people who are active deer hunters. And what I mean by that is I'm, you know, like for me, I follow people who maybe are other content providers. You know, they, this is what they do for a living or, you know, they're in the hunting industry or they, they make it a point to hunt a lot throughout the year. And I am seeing those guys kill stuff right now because that is what they're doing. Right. Mr. uh, You know, the average Joe, let's just say, who's working the manufacturing line right now, he's not out hunting. Well, he may be, but he's not going on you know, week-long trips right now. The, av- the average guy, I'm going to say, uh, number one, I'm probably not following the average guy, really. And at the same time, the average guy isn't really that active on social media other than following yeah. along, right? So I just think social media is a bad representation of what's really going on out there because it's only a small sliver of what the actual United States is, is doing and seeing if that makes sense.
1: I I hear what you're saying, but I'll give you a, a different perspective. Okay. So Facebook has all sorts of deer hunting groups. And for me, I follow a lot of like Michigan specific groups
0: yep good point deer hunting
1: groups and there's probably there's probably a solid dozen of them that i follow and i like i, I hate using social media as some sort of um quantifying tool to like right. get a get a feel on like how good of a cold front was but yeah man you can kind of look through some of those groups and yeah that those are those are your average joes and where if they are going to post a picture it's going to be of a deer that they just killed. Kick-
0: yeah, that's a you know, good point. I, so I didn't I w- really think say, about that. On
1: the Facebook side. Yeah, on the Facebook side, I think you can use it. Like you said, on the Instagram side, yeah. Probably not as good. Uh, I am the same as you I'm following, you know, probably better hunters and, and yeah, influencers. And uh, I just did quotes here while I was sitting here. I don't know if you could hear the quotes through me really influencer, but Inf- yeah, air quotes. influencer.
0: God, I fucking hate. Yeah. I'm sorry for swearing, but I absolutely hate that that word, influencer. Like, I just hate it. Anyway, that's a whole nother topic. I do not want to get off on on that yeah. right now. So let me ask right, you this: good. I have, let's see, one, two, three, four deer hanging on the wall downstairs, and they have all been shot directly after the last raindrop of a major rainstorm and what I mean by major I don't mean a lot in a little bit of time I mean uh, let's say like a day a day and a half of just rain continuously coming down you know not necessarily hard or a lot of accumulation just like a lot just a long period of time where it's been raining And I have been out in the tree stand the second on all four of those occasions where that was the last raindrop fell. And I looked up and there, sure enough, is a buck standing right there, you know, just ready to be shot. Right. I put myself in the right position, uh, maybe called a little bit or whatever. And these deer are up checking sign They're You know, they're laying scrapes. They're making their their loop right especially in the the early november late october time frame where you know sign really starts to pick up um have you ever have you ever uh had an, uh, i guess uh, an experience or an encounter with you know something like that where heavy snow or a lot of rain led to you seeing a lot of deer on your feet on their feet
1: um s- snow yes rain no, I hate I hate the rain. Yeah. Um, now I think there's a ton of value in like what you're saying, hunting right after the rain ends. But I can't say I've seen it lead to to a, a large uptick in encounters. Yeah. Um, but with the way you're talking, I mean, do you do you get pretty geeked out when there's going to be some Good rain coming and then a clearing in oh, late dude. October, early yeah. November. Is that, like, is that your jam?
0: That's my jam. That is gotcha. that is when, so let's say a cold front comes through, or maybe it's not even a cold front, but whatever front comes through brings precipitation, and it's, it is a day soaker or a day and a half, two days of just straight rain and shitty weather. Uh, I will make it a point to be in my best stand next to whatever trail camera is gathering the best information at after that rain passes. I, I am a absolute huge believer and I'm not just talking about bucks. I'm talking about deer hunting in general is once that precipitation stops, I feel like they've just been bedded down so long and they, they just, it's time to get up, it's time to stretch, time to eat, time to lay sign, especially in that late, that mid to late October timeframe, definitely in the first week in November. And it just, it just, for me, that is a huge indicator of it is time to get up and get moving. Now, if that same thing came through the first week of October, I wouldn't be near as excited about it just because Right. There's other things in play late October that are not in play, you know, in the first part of October, like the first week of October. And I just I don't know, man, it's just like I don't get jacked up about early season cold fronts like a lot of, you know, like. Like some people do, I guess you could say, because I don't have food plots. I rely heavy on ag. I I rely heavy on uh, like acorns, uh, acorn ridges, you know, pinch points, uh, staging areas. So what I will say is every one of those deer that that I shot after the rain came through, right? I literally, the rain stopped. Maybe just a couple sprinkles here. Those deer appeared and one of the deer I shot while I he, he appeared while I was taking my rain jacket off so I don't know like I just like that precip that precipitation must do something to them that really gets them on their feet get some moving now if a cold front comes through and doesn't have any precipitation my personal experience is that they are not they're not as apt to move so if a cold front or a front brings precipitation it's more like the precipitation is getting them off their feet and not the big temperature change, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think there's a couple of things you could point to. I think one would be, you know, checking and refreshing scrapes after a rain, yeah. right? And then, um, yeah, if that rain did have them hunkered down at all. Um, I mean, you, you, hear that you hear a lot of kind of like deer biologists, they, they talk about how deer kind of, they're not that different. Than humans, like when it, as far as like appetite and hunkering down and like the stress of the weather and stuff like that. And so, yeah, it, it makes sense whether it be a lot more activity. This is um, it's actually a really funny subject because two of my best friends that um, they they're big time whitetail hunters. They're out in New York, and we were just talking about hunting in the rain, and I was just bashing it, and they were both just praising how much they love hunting in the rain. Uh, I was just like, man, I can't stand it. You know, you got to worry about your blood trail getting washed away, st- stuff like that. So, um, when we get off this podcast, I, guess I can't wait to uh, shoot those boys a text and, <laughs> and let them know that uh, you're talking that this shit was on the them. Topic for today. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're to what you're saying. They they're right. They're right there with you. So, but yeah, I, I was I was talking
0: so some pretty good shit to them. So, well, but
1: talk- I, I mean, man, I just I don't like hunting in the rain. Neither do I. I. You can't hear as well.
0: Yeah, neither do I. So I am not sitting in the rain. I am waiting for the last 30 minutes of the rain. That's when I start. I look, I'm like, I'm on my, I am on my phone watching the radar or at home watching the radar. And then as soon as it starts to pass, I'm in the tree already when the rain stops. So it's not like I'm I'm sitting in it, and if let's just say it's uh, it's a morning hunt, and it's raining, you know, it's it's been raining, and it's the tail end. I'm actually waiting to go to the tree after, even after dark, or even after the sun comes up, right? And because I'm not going to sit in the rain. My experience is, and and I've done it before, where I've sat in the rain all day or all for an entire hunt. And it's raining, it's raining, it's raining, and nothing shows up, right? Like no deer yeah. Yeah. are. And I think, to be honest with you, things have changed on how people perceive rain because you know when I was when I was younger, um, or first started, you know, reading articles about deer hunting. You would hear these people say, oh, man, it's the shitty weather, it's the the rain, you got to be in the tree stand during the rain. And then I don't hear as many stories about that anymore. I don't hear as many people going, yeah, dude, I sat in the rain, and he came came through in a downpour. Like, I don't hear that. I hear, oh, he came right after the downpour you know, the downpour, or he came, he came in the night before the big front came through to a, you know, a food source of some sort, but never really, it was raining cats and dogs, or I was in the middle of an all day hunt and here he came. Right. I feel like, yeah, from again, asterisks, my opinion, I feel that it's before or after If it's an all day rain, they're just, they're just chilling, right? They're not, you know, the rut may play its role into that where, you know, some young deer may be on their feet, taking a beating all day, getting wet. But I feel like in in my past experiences, they are just chilling. They're just, they may be on their feet, but they're not doing a lot of movement. They may be bedded down. And then as soon as that lifts or that front comes through, then they're on their feet. And then they go, and that's when, that's when you're going to be able to catch them. Do you? Do yeah. You, do you have you. any that's examples?
1: Honestly, my struggle. Do I have any examples like
0: like uh, of yeah. of a front coming through and you getting on deer?
1: Um, cold cold fronts, yeah. The rain, no. And I okay. think what my problem is with that rain, it's kind of like what you're saying. Say you're looking at that radar, and the rain is going to end at nine a.m. Well, because of just, I don't know, I guess not really thinking it through or really feeling like you need to sneak into your tree stand in the dark. I, If the rain ends at 9 a.m., I'm still getting in my tree stand in the dark. And um, I'm just toughing it out until that rain stops. And then, you know, that rain stops at 9. I'm cold. Now I'm only hunting for an hour. And if I don't see anything, yeah, I'm out of there because I'm just – That's probably what my problem is. I probably need to switch up my energy and just, well, sleep in or sit inside (laughs) and drink some coffee.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, And and, kind of what my buddies from New York were saying too. Like it's not much hunting in the rain. It's being there when the rain stops.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. That's a fact, man. Now, when it comes to snow, right, do you think that changes things? I mean, if it's a, not necessarily a big drop in temperature, but you get snow have cause you mentioned something about snow a a little bit ago about how you've been out in the, in the timber during snow and I've seen, you know, seen deer. The
1: first snow out in Nebraska, uh, um, was back in November and, um, it snowed overnight. I got up in the tree and like, it was like maybe in, in a day, I saw 50 some deer and I like, think three or four mature bucks. One of the bigger bucks that I've ever, ever encountered. So great, <laughs> great snow snow story example for you. Um, no, there's there's been plenty of other times, where, as long as the wind's not too bad, because a lot of times, and there's always quite a bit of, quite a bit of wind, uh, with the cold front coming in and blowing in. Um, and then it's, it's usually a day after that high pressure comes in and the clouds clear and it's sunny out. That's kind of when I see just the most amount of deer up on their feet. It's not exactly like when it's snowing. Yeah. So it, it kind of goes hand in hand with what you're saying about the rain. It's not while it's raining or while it's
0: snowing. Okay. But, well, I'll tell you this, um, and yep. I, th- and I, even to break it down a little bit further, my experience is snow and rain are different, right? If it, if it's cold enough to snow, yeah, I've seen deer with snow on their back, but I don't think it is as uncomfortable for them as it is, a, a, just a soaking rain for, you know, let's just say it, it snows four or five inches versus, you know, uh, you know, an entire day of, uh, rain. I think it just makes them uncomfortable a little bit where as this uh this past rut was a really good example we got a huge cold front come through and i think some of the mornings as i was walking to the stand it was like negative 11 degrees and we we had snow with it like three or four inches and the deer were moving in that snow you know real comfortable uh it didn't it didn't seem to be like if it was rain, like I, I just feel that if it's rain, they, they hunker down in it. And if it's snow, they're just, I don't know. It's almost like business as usual in snow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't, I feel like you're saying, I don't, I, think, I don't think. It's, yeah. It's, it's no different than when you're sitting in a tree stand. I would rather have it snow than rain. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not as damp. It's just not, it's almost like, I know when it's snowing, it's considered 100 percent humidity, but it's like the humidity's frozen to like all the air in between the snowflakes is dry, where when it's raining, there's just there's just moisture throughout the air and it's just, everything's colder. I don't know if that makes sense. There is no scientific proof to that,
0: but <laughs> well, I definitely feel everybody's looking for the next secret, man. So you may have just found it.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly notice it more uh, when I go when I go fishing because I fish a lot in
0: December.
1: Yeah. And it's like, man, when it starts to snow, it almost feels warmer because it's like the humidity that you can't see in the air is is now in frozen flakes and you can see it. So now, like I said, all that air in between the frozen flakes is now just dry, yeah. dry air. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be a snowflake. So it feels like it, it honestly feels like when you have those squalls that come through where it snows and then it, when it's not snowing it feels colder than when it is snowing so yeah yeah
0: yeah that's uh that's a good point let's see here so you know should've been
1: should have been a meteor out
0: i know you should have i know you should have uh, i love
1: i love the weather absolutely
0: yeah love it. I, I am definitely that guy who is on um the the weather apps all day long during i like after i get out of the timber not not so much in the tree but before and after right. every hunt i'm always planning what the next hunt is going to be like based off of the conditions right oh man it's going to rain and yeah. the wind's going to do this or it's going to be high pressure and the wind's going to do this i am not personally like i can't everybody's like oh man moon phase or high pressure or this or that well when I was working my cubicle life, like right now, I, I'm a little b- bit more lenient on when I can go hunting. But when I was working that cubicle life, you know, I had to plan out my vacation days, and I had to make sure that um, I didn't, you know, I had enough to do the, you know, my rutcation. And and typically, that's when I took my vacation was in November, and maybe a handful of you know October sits if I could get out earlier if my um, I, I didn't have you know, a ton of work to do, but most of my vacation time was taken in November. Now, high pressure, moon phase, like those are two things that I just don't really follow that much because when I'm doing my, let's just say my rut vacation, I'm already hunting anyway. It's not like I use those two categories of, if you want to call them weather or conditions to make a decision. I know there's a lot of guys out there who are like moon phase, high pressure, I'm hunting. But when those two things are going on in early October, late September, even into the the middle of October, my personal, my personal experience is that I'm not seeing any additional deer movement based off of those two things. Now, if the rut starts to hit, then that might be a little bit different of a story, but by then, I'm hunting already, so I just don't pay attention to those two those two categories. What about you?
1: Um, The moon, yeah, I definitely pay attention to that. I don't It's not like it. like you what you're saying. If I've got the week off to go hunting, then i'm I'm hunting no matter what. Yeah, now, because there's a full moon tonight, does that mean I'm in? one tree stand versus I don't think it determined determine that I think at that point I'm just thinking that yeah that, that... yeah hey there's going to be an emphasis on that dude anytime there's a rising moon with a settings just there's so many more deer I, and i've seen it i mean i've been i've been paying this for like five years and then uh if i go hunt out uh, at nebraska farm that doesn't matter what that moon does i've been out there the rising moon settings and I've, I've not seen any deer where i can yeah deer. so it's like you know I think deer herds are maybe respond to the moon and the pressure differently. But so he swears by it. But um, I, again, I'm not, I'm not basing vacation time around it. I'm not basing where I'm going to sit. I did notice that this year on Halloween, it is a full moon and I think that's that's probably going to be pretty awesome just because the timing kind of lines up better. But, uh, Oh, and it's really only the late October or early November full moon that I get excited about Yeah. when the full moon falls on like November 12th. It's like, man, it's, it's peak rut. It doesn't really matter if the moon even exists anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. Well, I wanted to keep this podcast somewhat short, make it a, uh, just kind of a BS session. We're running into a, a little bit of technical difficulties on this episode anyway, so I apologize to the listeners for that. But uh, I tell you what, um, I, I think it really comes down to what you feel comfortable with. Just like anything, we you know we talk about that with the gear a lot and uh you know what you feel comfortable with how what you've seen in the past i mean if uh you're a guy who let's just say for example is a moon phase guy and you've killed deer every year on the specific moon phase well gosh darn it get in the tree on that specific moon phase and if you are a early season cold front guy well get in you know get in the tree during the cold front uh it's all about what you're comfortable with it's what has worked in the past for you and uh it's just about getting out there and uh, going hunting, man. So, anything to add yeah. on that, Bob?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, just to, what the more whatever makes you the most confident. Yeah. You know, the more confident you are, the better and more serious you're going to take take that particular hunt or that particular right couple of days of hunting, whatever it might be. If you go into the tree stand with no confidence chances are higher that you're just going to go through the motions and you're going to make a mistake. But if you go into that, if you go into your hunts with a ton of confidence, you're going to be hunting basically to win the game Right. and you're going to make better decisions.
0: Yeah. So that's a fact, man. It's the little things that add up to the big things. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, Hey, good luck on your elk hunt. Uh, the next three weeks, uh, man, hope, hopefully you guys get her done in in, uh, two different States and, uh, we'll have to have you on again to do a recap. And then we're going to have to get you on again to talk about some gear before the the whitetail season really gets rocking and rolling here on the hunting gear podcast. And, uh, other than that, man, good luck.
1: Hey man, thanks. Good luck to you too, man.
0: That brings us to a close of another Nine Finger Chronicles episode. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to follow the Sportsman's Nation on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to check out the partners at the Nine Finger Chronicles, Ozonix, Vortex, Wasp Archery, Lone Wolf, and The Average Conservationist. Please go out and support the companies that support this podcast. And most importantly, thank you for listening to this episode Uh, really appreciate it hopefully you guys uh, enjoy yourself be safe this fall be safe the most important thing and go out there grind the hunting season when you think about it is very short grind as hard as you can and just go kill something man I mean fill your freezer if you want to if you want to chase antlers chase your antlers if you want to chase age chase age if you want to fill the freezer fill the freezer if you want to go out and have fun You can do that doing anything that you want, man. So uh, enjoy, and we'll talk to you next time.